0: Hi everyone, I'm Scott Branley.
1: And I'm Alicia Coakley. Every member of the church has a story to share, one that can instill faith, invite growth, and inspire others.
0: On today's episode, we're going to hear how one couple's nightmarish anniversary trip showed them that our Heavenly Father knows us and knows how to meet our needs at the right moment. Welcome to Latter-day Lights. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Latter day Lights. We're so excited that you're here with us and we're really excited to introduce our guests today, Jordan and Jennifer Brooks. How are you guys doing?
1: (laughs) Hello, great. We're doing good. Jordan and Jen, you guys are coming to us all the way from sunny Florida, where I used to live. (laughs) And you guys are so far in the future for us right now, it's like you're going to turn into pumpkins pretty soon, aren't you? <laughs> um, it is a
2: little bit, but we're all good. We're all good.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to tell you guys, the, all the listeners here, some, something funny. So we had in our ward in Florida, in the Lehigh Acres Ward, we had so many gens. That we had to like distinguish which gen we were talking about. Yep. <laughs> and so she fell into this group of gens. And it was so hard because they were all fabulous and we loved them all. And it was just, oh. it was like the gen show there that we loved it. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely.
2: There's, there's very many gens left in our ward. Really? I I really yep. I'm the
1: only one right now. Ah, so. You're the OG. You lasted. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I just went to Florida on a cruise. We, it was fun. Went to the Florida Keys.
1: That's not oh. was really cool.
0: <laughs> so we actually went to church on the Florida Keys when we were there. And oh. there were 10. No. How many people were there? There was like 14, maybe like 14 people in the whole church.
2: Oh, my crazy. gosh. Yeah, that's me and funny. my me
0: and my son passed the sacrament. My wife played the piano. Like
1: <laughs> Oh, was... that's awesome. Yeah. So they couldn't have church without you guys that day, huh?
0: <laughs> it would have been tough, but
1: It was fun though.
0: It was the the bishop or the band's president there was a hoot. He was really oh, funny. I'm he was sure cracking jokes that. from the from the podium pretty much the whole <laughs> sacrament meeting so were, was, <laughs> anyway
2: were there other um cruisers there as well yes oh. there was so okay. uh,
0: yeah until like and there were six of us so yeah there was like oh <laughs> <laughs> we were over half the over the half the congregation was were oh, wow. visitors
1: that it is so crazy. funny yes but too funny
0: anyway mm-hmm. so why don't you tell us a little bit about you guys
2: well, we we are the Brooks, <laughs> Jennifer and Jordan and Jordan, and um, we have been in Port Myers um, since 06, so just over 16 years. Um, what brought us here was
3: God, just we just finished <laughs> school and off-country school, and we moved down here.
2: Yeah, um, we have four okay. kids: um, two boys, two girls. Uh, our two, our three oldest children um, have graduated from high school. So uh, Jameson and Kelsey, they are out at BYU-Idaho right now. Um, Spencer is actually serving a mission in Orem, Utah. And then our youngest, Kendra, uh, she just started high school. So she is the only one at home and has to put up with and <laughs> <J&J. laughs>
1: huh. I'm sure she loves it, though. I'm sure she's like, finally, older siblings are gone. I get all the attention. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) she misses siblings,
2: but yeah. So we we um, we have um, an eye care practice here in Florida, and um, just really love it. We we're originally I'm originally from Rexburg, Idaho, and my husband's from Washington State, and so being in a place where we can wear flip flops and. t-shirts all year round is is pretty phenomenal for us so um yes we <laughs> love we love living in mm-hmm. here that's, that's awesome
1: very cool all <laughs> right well guys scott doesn't know hardly anything about this story and that's the way i like to keep it sometimes with him mm-hmm. so <laughs> uh we are going to go ahead and extend the floor to you tell us where does your story begin
3: I'll start since I think Jen will be able to talk <laughs> quite a bit uh, here. <laughs> yes. I'm more, a little more quiet usually, but so, um, we, we both like to travel and, uh, around, let's see, our anniversary was in May. So, um, probably a couple months before that I started looking, you know, what could we do around our anniversary and our birthdays are around that time too. And in mid late April. So, I got online. I found some cheap uh, plane tickets to Cancun. And so we, we bought the tickets and then we flew down there, um, found a fun place to stay and, you know, just did some typical things down there. I went to like one of those adventure park places. And then the last thing, so Jen, I, I I was trying, this was all kind of last minute and, and I usually love planning travel and, I, it just it's fun for me. I like getting into the points and getting free uh, travel. And, and, uh, <laughs> yes. <all> I <laughs> do that I heard other people talk about was going to some ruins, um, Coba, which are, um, so well, there's Cancun and then there's Playa del Carmen, Tulum. And then if you go inland from Tulum, about an hour and a half, I believe, then there are these bigger, kind of more untouched ruins, Coba. Oh, and,
1: cool.
3: yeah. And, uh, so Jen wasn't really feeling it uh, going there because. Do
2: you since want me to it, step in?
3: Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> well, just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Here was my reasoning is we were flying in on a Friday. This was a thing. It was going to be a very quick, you know, three day weekend, um, flying out early Friday morning, um, having fun and then flying home Sunday evening. So it was just oh, very quick to start Monday morning. Um, this is our 24th wedding anniversary. Uh, um, by the way. And okay. so I had thought, well, maybe on Friday we could go to Cuba. That way it, we get that done. Cause I knew he like really, really wanted to go to that. And, um, I, he had thought about doing it Sunday and I was like, well, I don't know. I would rather maybe just have it more relaxing Sunday because I knew we mm-hmm. had a two hour, um, we had to get back to the airport. And so I was like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to have all that crazy trying to figure out stuff and getting to the airport um right. But on friday when we flew in um we tried and tried and tried like we were trying every avenue to get to Koba, and mm-hmm. i mean it was like going in circles we would ask one person and they were like oh you need to go to this bus stop and yeah. anyway we just went in circles so hence
3: yeah we we, had, <laughs> we attempted to go um just using public transportation not uh, I mean, part of it was we were trying to save a little money, but um, we kind of, I, I like being adventurous and using public transportation when we travel. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: I, <laughs> yeah. Standing on the side of the road and you're like, pick me up.
3: In
0: Mexico,
1: <laughs> Sounds like that's... a great idea in a foreign country. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah. well, we
3: have video yeah. of that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I can give a video of Spanish. I, I served a mission in Brazil and I've just learned Spanish since I've. Uh, return back to the United States and get okay. to use it here at work. So um, I kind of like the adventure. It's fun. It's different. And it makes you grateful for things we have here using, you know, public transportation and, and some of these other countries. So, yeah, we, so we got to Tulum to and then, yeah, got kind of a run around got heard different things from different people. Normally I have things all planned out, but this was kind of a last minute trip. So, so anyways, we went back to the resort, which was, uh, if I remember right, 20, some minute drive from there. So we took a little local collectivo buses that are really interesting <laughs> taking those, um, So, yeah. so I, I, I was kind of obsessed with, okay, I, I want to go to Coba, like let's get a, a rental uh, card that last day and we can, we can do this. So, so um, we, we did, <laughs> we, got, we got a rental car uh, right in Tulum. I, I looked up, you know, there was a Hertz dealership there. So we, we rented the car. Oh. careful not to keep <laughs> um we rented the car and then so this is the last thing we're doing so we we drove to Koba, saw the ruins and then um on the way back like we're going to the airport um right as we're pulling into like getting back into tulum back into the the city because a lot of it's just undeveloped on the way to the ruins um mm-hmm. everything's fine and then this we're in a small vehicle. I'm trying to think of how, what to compare it to. It's a it's a Renault brand, French brand, but it's it's uh, just to help you uh, kind of visualize how big our vehicle is. It is like technically an SUV, but it was significantly smaller than like a Toyota Rav4. So it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. And so then this truck, this uh, it was a 2003 Chevy full size truck. Uh, so kind of mm-hmm. like a Overado or some like a Ford F one hundred and fifty size truck. Um, Jen and I were, were we're in our lane. It's a two lane you know highway just like this, and the truck just kind of goes out of his lane away from us, and then he overcorrects and comes into our lane, and and we I just I just remember thinking like this isn't this isn't good
2: and, yeah <laughs>
3: and so we're probably going sixty miles an hour and I, I had the chance to slow down a little bit but not much. So the truck, the truck's like skidding. And and so when the collision happened, I hit the truck right in his, um, front passenger tire. And then I, I just remember, uh, I'm pretty sure I just closed my eyes and, and Um,
2: Well, the thing was, is, um, it, it was literally like out of nowhere. So like Jordan was saying, I happened to be looking at my phone. And when I looked up, that's when it was like, there was the truck. Like, it was just, we didn't even have time to yell, scream, nothing. It was just like, there it is. Um, after the impact, um, I just remember just rolling, 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 and then coming to a, to a stop on our side. Wow. And um, every time we rolled, like, it's, it's embedded in my head. Like, it's, um, yeah, just the, the crunching of the glass. The smell of burnt. Um, and because my eyes were opened, I I mean, I I remember thinking, okay, this is how I'm gonna die. Like, and if you ask anybody, that like getting in an accident is like my worst fear, worst fear. Like I'm the worst backseat driver. I will just tell you that. <laughs> I am so scared. I always get nervous. And so when this happened in my head, I remember thinking, okay, what happens next? Does somebody come? Is there an angel that comes down? Like what happens is what was going through my head. Um, right before we, we stopped and, um, we were on our side and I remember thinking, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like I was trying to catch my breath and because I was hanging because I was on its side. So I was hanging, um, upside down with the seatbelt. And every time I, we rolled the seatbelt cinched, cinched cinched up higher oh, my into um, like my my left side. So all I remember is thinking, I have to get out of the seatbelt. I can't breathe. I have to get out. And so I remember hanging, and I I kept looking around, and I saw an orange button, and so I pushed it, and 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 fell. But it's like I don't remember. It's 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 crazy to think, but I don't remember in the vehicle. I just. It was like, I just needed to get out. I didn't even, I didn't hear Jordan say anything at that time. I just started crawling. Um, and it was, it was almost like I was underwater. It was like, my ears were ringing. I think from the sound of like the impact of the vehicle. Right. Um, and then there was blood, there was blood all over and <sighs> like our luggage was just mixed up everywhere in the vehicle. And I remember crawling And I saw a woman outside, outside her vehicle. And she was, I could hear her saying, we can't get him out. We can't get him out. And I think at that point, I think Jordan at that point said, um, like Jen, is that, I think you said Mm -hmm. Jen,
3: they're going to roll us over upright.
2: Like Jen, they're going to roll us. They're going to roll us. And you
3: you were a little bit like out of it. I think I was
2: in shock. So
3: I, I just remember, yeah. Get her eyes open I, I had my eyes closed and I just remember opening yeah I'm I'm on the side closest to the ground where yeah. she's up and and this happened right across from um, one of the cenotes the swimming like they're like sinkhole mm-hmm. things yep and and mm. so we didn't get to this later because I think this is significant but there yeah. was video um, surveillance from this because of that business the sinkhole is called the it's the grand cenote and
2: uh,
3: so yeah so there were there's usually people waiting in line to get in there uh, like 20 some people i think maybe on google maps you can see the line of people um to get in there so there they came over and they flipped us over and then they people waited for us there um they were helpful one of the um one of the guys I was you know, speaking Spanish to. And yes, he, he said, did you get your paperwork out of the glove compartment, your insurance papers? And I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. And he went and got it for me. And then he had a friend that spoke really good English. So his friend was talking to me and, and when the police showed up and, and uh, Jen, the Jen was able to walk away from it. And uh, the, the friend, he, he saw the police kind of um, getting everything, you know, getting assessing the situation and they said something about me going with them. And then he, I, I thought this was, he, the way he said this made it, uh, made it significant to me where he said, Hey, your, your luggage, he's like, keep those with you at all times. Don't let those out of your sight. Um, cause mm-hmm. he could tell that wanted me to go with them. And I, I was wanting to go yeah. with Jim and Jim and the ambulance, um, just to rewind, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but, um, so I remember when, when I opened my eyes, that I, I saw there was blood and, I was just looking around the vehicle i'm like okay my wife i see she has a cut on her forehead um and and then i i had um i just remember looking in the cabin like thinking okay is it going to be crunched in is it is the integrity of the cabin going to be messed up is i didn't know what really to expect yeah and i just remember looking okay there's shattered glass I, over the years i had been in one or two accidents um as, i think as a passenger and seeing something like that before so I was like, okay, this, this could be worse. And then I I was looking at my hand and I don't know how well you can see this, but this is all that I like left with this a little bit on, on here. I didn't go to the hospital or anything. And then on my, on my hand cut up. And so I was just bleeding. And I had a, like a bruised pinky toe and, and a couple days later, bruised seatbelt. But, and then I I looked at Jen, I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she just was kind of like, I don't know. And she was more, uh, I think uh, affected because delirious
2: uh, <laughs> and,
3: and you can, you can explain
2: that. and um in a lot of pain. Um, so after mm-hmm. I got out of this belt and crawled and we were flipped and everything, I just remember when he, when Jordan said, Jen, they're going to, they're going to flip us like brace yourself. And I was just like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to roll again. And they did flip us and a lady, I remember she opened the backside door and she, she grabbed my hand and started pulling me. And I just remember saying, slow, 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 slow. Cause I was my left side and my back was just in so much pain. And I was like, you know, I had blood all over my face, um, my hand, everything. Like, I think from when I fell, there was pieces of glass. So they had like gotten into my skin. Right. Um, so She took me out. I, I mean, I saw Jordan and he had blood stream, like little strands on his head. So. I was like, okay, maybe that's where the blood's coming from. Um, but she took me out and put me on, like, there was this, which this is crazy. When we were driving, I will just say when we were driving, there was lots of trees. But mm-hmm. this particular spot where we, the accident and the impact happened, we when we rolled, um, it was a clearing. So I don't know what would have happened if we would have, been Mm -hmm. in a different area and rolled we may have snapped into a tree i don't know but just this tiny area no trees it looked like maybe working like they had just taken down some trees um Mm -hmm. which oh Mm -hmm. my gosh was was a blessing um but the the woman she took me out and took me to the side and i was just bent over she was she started asking me my name um where are you from? Are you from here? And I just, I just said, no, no, my my name is Jennifer. I'm from the United States. Um, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this happened. We were just going to the airport. And then I explained where I was hurting and she was so kind, so kind. And just, she Mm -hmm. got a, she's wiping off my face and she's like holding my hand. And she said, you're going to be okay. You know, there's an ambulance coming and she spoke English. And so I, Yeah, if she was a tourist from that's that little place that across the street that came to I don't even know but shortly after um, the ambulance came um, they put me on a backboard which was very painful Um, and they they put me in the ambulance I I mean it was just like surreal it was like I cannot believe we just had the best time and literally within seconds like this whole just changed yes everything changed and
1: um yeah so did you the, guys have any like inklings like did you have any like i don't you know like maybe something maybe i should slow down more before like anything before no it, it was just kind of so super oh. random huh
3: That's not the, out of the blue. i so mean it, fast.
1: yeah but, well what was funny is when we were at
2: um cobalt looking at the ruins Um, I knew we had to hurry. Like there was a huge downpour while we were there. And so I knew, like, we knew the roads were going to be kind of slippery. At least I was like, oh my gosh, like it's downpour. Um, Mm -hmm. and on the way back, there were two different ways we could have gone. Um, one and it was only like a five minute difference. And so Mm -hmm. one had a toll, but we were out of like pesos. Mm -hmm. So we were like, shoot. We could go this way, but we don't have enough pesos to go through the toll because we're on the way to the airport. Um and then we just made the decision, let's just go back the same way we came, you know, let's go to Tulum and then we'll head to Cancun. And so that would I think that was the only thing is we were kind of like, uh, what way do we go? And we chose that way. And I keep playing over in my head, like what if we would have just stayed a few more minutes at Incobah? What if we would have taken that five minute detour? And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you kind of go through your head, yeah. like the timing of everything. And and I don't know if you guys have ever had that experience where you're like, if it was only just a few minutes, like maybe not even that long, long, or, long. or less, like would that have sure. happened? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And so, um, but anyway, moving forward, um, so I'm put in the ambulance. Jordan comes to the door of the, the ambulance and he hands me my phone and my wallet. And he said, Jen, I want to come with you, but the police say I need to stay and do a police report. And I'm in a neck brace. I'm like in shock still and I'm crying. And um, I was like, okay, okay. And he, and he was very like, make sure you don't like, your eyes don't go off your stuff. Cause he was really worried that like somebody was going to take it. Right. So, like okay, okay. So um, I had my stuff, and then we the ambulance left. Like it went to the hospital. Um, when I get to the hospital, of course they they get me right in, and they are checking me. And I am I don't speak Spanish, so that mm-hmm. was one of the things that I am like, oh my gosh, I am in a foreign country, I don't speak Spanish, I am I am injured, and how am I going to communicate all these things? Um, right hooking me up to IVs. Um, I'm tell- trying to explain what's going on. Um, they were very helpful. I mean, they they took good care of me, but it was crazy because one of the first things they did is they grabbed my hand and I had to sign paperwork. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, like this is really so crazy. I'm signing paperwork <sighs> stuff, stuff. Um, and it was, I mean, CAT scans, ultrasounds, MRIs, they're trying to do all these testing with me. Um, and then there's like several doctors coming in, checking my head, um, checking to see if I have internal bleeding. Um, I mean, it just went on and on. And and I'm trying to communicate. Um, at one point, I remember, um, I felt like I was going to throw up and I have a necklace on and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I got really nervous. Like, how am I going to tell them? Because the, they had like come in and then some of the nurses had left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how how am I going to explain? Like, you have to take this off because I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick. Like I'm getting nauseous. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember like just doing sign language, like saying, like I was, I was like trying to clap and like, like I'm I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. And I guess the nurse caught what I was like trying to do. And two nurses on both sides came and just ripped the neck brace off. And I just remember in my head, like I had to really mentally, um like talk myself out of stuff i had to be like jen right. calm down jen take some breaths jen you're okay like you're okay you're okay i just over and over was like i needed to calm down cuz i think i was getting so worked up of the what if like mm-hmm. what if i'm internal bleeding what if i am going to die and i mean it was just horrible um i remember they came they had to cut off my shirt and i was like Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> A new shirt? No, I was just like, oh my gosh! Like, I um, cannot be in this situation right
1: now. Um. Anyway, and did after- you know? Like, did you know that Jordan was okay? Like, did you? Were you? No. no so this is the so thing. So you don't
2: after know. Key, the last thing I heard from him was they're going to bring me to the hospital. So in my head, I was thinking, you know, very soon, very soon, mm-hmm. he'll be in the hospital but mm-hmm. it had been hours, hours. Like I had done all these testing. I had gone into um, kind of like a triage room mm-hmm. and they um, kept coming in every little bit. And at that point I was like, okay, my husband is not here. It has been a long time. I started thinking like, maybe he, maybe he was really injured. Maybe they took him to another hospital. I have no idea where he is. Um, and so I remember once again I don't speak Spanish so I decided okay I remember I had my phone they they had put my phone in like a bag and mm-hmm. had it somewhere in um the hospital the ER area so I remember just saying hola hola yelling it hola 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 Hola!" somebody phoned. I know you laugh but I'm telling you <laughs> It's like, what do you do? Yeah. You don't know. You were like adding all kinds of fun little words to your yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, okay, I, hola. <laughs> and so a nurse came in and I I looked at her because you know, I still I they still have my neck brace and stuff on and I, I looked at her and I just said, uh te- telefono, tele, telephono, and I'm laying down, telephono, um, esposo, um, and I'm pointing to my wedding finger, and I'm just I'm like, phono. And she, she went like this and um, went and got the phone. She, she knew what I was mean, I So she went and got, brought me my cell phone. Um, I immediately called Jordan, immediately picked up. And I'm like this, dialing. And he answers. Um, mm-hmm. It says, Jen. And I'm like, Jordan, Jordan, where are you? Where are you? You're supposed to be here. And he says... <laughs>
3: I said, I'm in a uh, jail right now. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, in Mexico, oh they can, uh, they can legally hold you for like two or three days. If there's an accident, it's a severe accident. If they don't know who's at fault. Um, but,
1: but like, even they, though you were injured, they weren't going to get you checked out or anything. Oh
3: my gosh. Well, if I could yes. go back in time. I'd probably say, yeah, I need to go to the hospital. But yes. I, it was, it was, I could tell just by looking at my hand. I'm like, man. Eh, I don't think I need stitches. It doesn't look like it. Um, and so, so, uh, yeah, so they took me to jail. And so at first I was just at a police station asked, they asked a bunch of questions I was there doing just a lot of paperwork as they were writing stuff down, then they took me to a a different police station another, just, I was in an office with a lady doing a bunch of paperwork Then they took me back to another office, did some more paperwork. And then they said, Hey, you're going to wait around the corner. And, and they, and also they read me my rights um in Spanish. And they said, did you understand that? And I said, I probably got like 70, 80% of it. <laughs> then they had me read my rights, and, and by the way, they knew I was innocent because there were people there that saw the whole thing yeah. happen. But right then they, they're like, okay, you're going to wait around the corner. So I come around the corner and I just see this jail cell, like something you would see in some movie, like in some, you know, developing oh, country. Oh my gosh. I just, inside, I'm just kind of like laughing, like, you know, this, whatever, you guys can't hold me here that long, you know? Um, right. But so, yeah. After, after being in there for, um,
2: I want to jump in because so after he tells me this, Jen, I'm in jail. And they, and I remember you saying, I, they, they know that I have my phone and they're going to take it from me. So I'm not going to have any way to communicate with you. Um, oh, no. so you need to find a way to get me out. And I'm like, right I'm in the
1: hospital.
2: My gosh. Oh my gosh. I oh my gosh. Have injuries. Uh, like, I don't even know what my injuries, the extent of my injuries are yet. Um, and then he tells me this and I am just like a basket case. I mean, I am like, oh my gosh! it was one of those moments where I remember like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Um, and I remember really thinking, and I'm going to get emotional because this It was such, for me, I was very traumatized by this whole thing. Um, Yeah, understandably so. um, So he says, so we have some good friends that live in Naples. um, Mm -hmm. And they happen to be lawyers and speak Spanish. So my husband says, you need to call them. You need to call them. And we were
3: just talking to them about going there. Yeah. They they had, had been there recently and we were talking about this with them.
2: Yeah. So, so it was like, okay, we need to contact them. So we hang up. Um, and I, that's like my first call is, um, to reach out to this friend and see if they can help us. And when this person answers the phone, (laughs) um, I was like, Hey, you know, you need to listen very carefully. This is very important. Um, Jordan and I have been in a horrible accident. I am in the hospital with injuries and Jordan is in jail and I don't know what to do. We need your help. And he just Mm -hmm. sat there and was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you okay? I said, I don't know. Um, I have, there's been all kinds of test runs. I'm waiting to hear back. Um, and then he just said, you know what, I'm on it. I'm on it. And he just, um, from there, he said, "I, I will be in touch with you. Um, from there I contacted, um, I tried calling my parents in Idaho um, they, di- they didn't answer the phone. And then I tried Jordan's brother, um, who lives in Texas. He answered, I told him everything. Um, it, it just seemed like I was, I just didn't know what to do. And I remember mm-hmm. just feeling like I just, <laughs> these were my thoughts. I want my mom and I want my husband. I want my mom and I want my husband. And I just kept <laughs> over and over. Like, like, I just need somebody. Like, I feel so alone, like, like I don't know the language. I'm by myself. My husband's in jail. I have these injuries. Like what in the world? Aww. And every time this was so bizarre to me, but every time um, a nurse would come in before a doctor would come see me, she had a yellow post-it note, and she would have a price <laughs> written on the post-it note, and it would say, oh
1: "My gosh,
2: five hundred dollars, five hundred U.S. dollar." And and she would look at me like, "Hey." And I would just shake my head. And then another doctor would come in and it would be oh. like $2,800, $1,000. Oh my gosh. So it was like, oh. and I, I, you know, you just shake your head. Okay. Okay. Um, like what else are you supposed to do? Like, yeah, I'm like, I, I need to have help. Like I, I need to be cared for. So I'm just going to shake my head. Like I'm, I've got to do what I got it. I've got to do. Um, right. So Jordan or so, so our friend called, called me back. And he said, he said, I, I found a lawyer that can help your husband. (laughs) And then he says, they're asking $10,000. And I just sat there and was like, closed my eyes and went, what? And he said, they're asking $10,000. We're going to try to get him down. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even believe this is happening. So, so anyway, in the meantime, my parents get a hold of me. They have no clue of what is going on, no idea. They get a hold of me. They're like, hey, you know, thinking, Oh, you got back from your trip and you're gonna tell us about it. And so when my dad calls, I just start crying. And I'm like, Dad, we've been in a horrible accident and I'm in the hospital in in Mexico. I don't know what and I didn't know what city I was in at that time. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. Um so both my mom and dad were just like beside themselves they were like oh my gosh and Jordan, i'm like he's in jail so and this was on a sunday so yeah. a lot of places in mexico um are closed mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. like the consulate for instance so we have <sighs> people calling trying to see if they could do anything to get jordan out of jail um oh in the meantime they're just trying to make sure that you know checking on me making sure i'm okay um and it so, after I've called people, I'm just laying there and just contemplating like what's gonna happen, am I going to be here for a while? Like, I didn't know. Um, a nurse comes in, and she she's she talked a little bit of English, so um, she said that there was somebody here to see me, and I, I believe she said an aunt and uncle, And I was like, "What? <laughs> like I don't know anybody here." And I just looked at her and she says, like I can only get one person, one person come in. And I was like, I just shook my head. Okay. And so a man came in and he said, Jennifer, I'm from your church. My name's Mike. My bishop told me that you and your husband needed help. My wife is out outside waiting to come in and she's going to come and stay with you. And I know that your husband's in jail and I'm down and try everything I can to stay with your husband to get him out and oh my gosh. I was just sobbing I mean sobbing and I just I couldn't see him because of how where my neck brace was and I just remember saying thank you thank you thank you thank you over and over and over um at that point he he left and a few minutes later his wife came in and um Pam came over to my bedside and she grabbed my hand and she just started rubbing my hand and, and just came over just so sweet. And she said, she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You have to go through this. I wish I could take away your pain. And I just sobbed. And I said, you know what? I've been wanting my mom. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And I was just, it was one of those moments where it was like, I really feel that heaven was opened and the heavenly father was answering a prayer because I needed, I needed somebody like my mom there to be by my side during that very scary time. Um, So she stayed with me um, like another five hours. She, she stayed. Oh my uh, she, she didn't know a lot of um, Spanish, but she was very like, all right, what's going on with, with this girl here? Like she was very, um, um, Insisted on my care and what was going on, and we ca- and her husband was keeping in touch with us because he was down at the so jail. She didn't. We... She
1: didn't live there, or she did live there, and she just didn't really seek Spanish. Or um, and how did that even happen? Like, like did someone <laughs> find a local building and call a bishop? And how did, yeah, that, so, how did that happen?
2: So, we, so what happened um, is we found this out later, but our bishop had contacted, and I believe um, Jordan's brother also had contacted a ward in Tulum. And this couple, this is so crazy. They are from Utah and they live there part-time. So they're kind of like, you know, Alicia, what? when we get towards, down here, in yes. ward, so they were like that, they live there okay. part-time and they were literally going to be leaving the next day they were done. Like they were getting ready to, Oh my gosh. And, um, they were getting their, um, their home ready. Um, you know, so that they could leave. And one of their bishopric members came to their house to say goodbye. This is, this is so touching. They came to say goodbye to them. And then they said, um, you know, the Bishop has one more assignment for you there has been a couple from the United States that's been in a horrible car accident. And the wife is in, in the hospital and the husband is in jail. Could you help? And they said, yes, they immediately, they put all their stuff aside and came to help us. And that was like such a beautiful, um, Christlike thing (laughs) to do to just, you know, whatever they were doing, they just put it aside and they came and, um, um, eventually, um, Pam and I wish you have their last name. But <laughs> it was a long last name. So I just remember Pam and Mike, um, they, she, she started asking questions with, with the surgeons. They came in and stuff. Um, and they, they told me at that point, I did not have internal bleeding, um, uh, but that I did fracture my back. And so I would need to be careful. I would need to get a back brace. um, they did not want me to fly home for a few days. And so Pam looked at me and she said, she knew that they were charging me like crazy. <laughs> and So yeah. she said, they are, they are char They would never charge somebody like their own, um, a local. like a local, they would never do this to their own people. Um, they're only doing this because you're from the United States. And I was like, yeah. I was just like in shock. I was like, what? Like uh, this happens. And mm-hmm. Anyway, so she said, "I have a home. I have a nice home. I have nice comfortable beds. If you are able to leave and um they give you the okay that you can leave the hospital, I want to bring you to my home and I'll take care of you." And mm. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, like they don't even know us. Like they they knew nothing right. who we were just that we were you know, a member of the church that happened to be in this horrible accident and needed help and they jumped in. Um, and so we did, we did talk to the, um, one of the, the doctors and he said that, yes, that I could be released. Um, but that, yeah, I needed to be careful and it would be up to me how I'm feeling and stuff. And so I want to
3: mention what the diagnosis was.
2: I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I had a, um, compression fracture in my L3 and, mm-hmm. um, there was like a chip out of it. So you look at your vertebrae your L three and it was like tilted and a little chunk was missing. Um, and that was causing a great deal of pain. And besides that, um, like where my rib cage was, I think I, I thought that I had broken my ribs, but I did not. Um, but it was very, very bruised, like very bruised. My body was just black and blue, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so we, I got up and, um, told Pam, I need a shirt. And because they had cut everything up, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I was like, I need something to cover myself." And yeah, so we got we got some little, you know, uh, throwaway stuff, little gowns. And her husband came back from after being in the jail, um, which he was still in jail, but he he came and picked us up and took us back to um, their home. And they took me upstairs um, and helped me, and then. I don't even know. It, it wasn't very long after I got there, Pam said, um, I'm talking to her. And she just looked at me and straight in the eyes. And she said, well, look who decided to join us. And I looked around and Jordan was coming up the stairs all dirty and like uh-huh. bloodstained. And we just like saw each other. And I mean, it had been like 10 or 11 hours, I think, since the accident. Oh my and just like embraced and cried and just, we could not believe that we just could not believe that it had happened. And so wow. um, we ended up, we, so the next day was actually our anniversary, like our, wow. our actual anniversary. So um, yeah, we, we stayed in, in Mexico another two days, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Pam took care of us. Um, her husband actually flew back to Utah cause he, she ended up staying longer Um, and then he he had to leave. So they were going to be meeting up later. Um, but it was, yeah, we stayed and they took care of us, um, fed us, uh, got my meds, got everything, made us feel comfortable. Wow. And then until I could get back to the, to the United States and, and be taken care of. But, um, so tell them what happened. Like, so I don't know exactly the whole time because, you know, I was in the hospital. So then when he came home, it was like, oh, my
1: gosh, <laughs> what's going on now? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So basically, I, yeah, I had my phone for a while. So I just kind of videoed and took a couple pictures in there and called her. And um, after a while, they did take my phone away. They wanted me to write down everything I had in my bag. They were like, so that, you know, you have everything. But <laughs> I think they were just trying yeah. to see what I had in my bag. Um, if if it was a value and I think all all I found out I was missing was like some charger for my phone, but so, um,
1: sorry. They really, so you really did have things stolen from you. That's just
3: a a charger. Just to like, oh
1: my goodness.
3: Um, yeah. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) So then, yeah, they
3: took my phone away. So then I'm just in this quiet, uh, you know, jail cell. Uh, someone asked me later they're like were there other people in there I was like wow I guess it could have been worse <laughs> you
2: know and, but
3: it was uh as far as the the conditions of it if you look up uh I don't know if you'll have pictures later but if you look up on the Hertz Tulum website I posted some pictures like uh just uh cautioning people not to rent a car in Mexico um yeah. unless you really have to and I think I had a couple pictures of the jail cell but it at uh that, that was the most, I, I write a lot of those reviews. I like to travel. So I, I just, I, I appreciate when other people write reviews. So that's the most right. <laughs> viewed review I've ever written. It's like, I get my Google, Google notifications. You have 12 more likes or whatever for that one of you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but it was like, it, it was like this really dirty, smelly, like, I didn't even go look over where the toilet was. It just, uh, I'm like, will see over there. Um but it, it was almost like I'm like waiting for the, like, is there going to music start start <laughs> playing and I have to start doing push-ups and do some <laughs> montage, movie montage of training to... <laughs> 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 I was just trying in my head. I had to try, like, make the light of it as much as I could. Um, so let's see. Um, so I guess I was in there, I think I was in there probably a total of seven hours. And then uh, I was let out and then they had me back in the closest office Filled out a little more paperwork. I think that, that might've been a psychological thing. Then they put me back in the mm-hmm. jail cell. And then after an hour or something, two of the people there came and asked basically for a bribe. They said, Hey, our director said, mm-hmm. if you pay uh, the equivalent, it, w- it would have been like $1,400. I calculated the conversion rate later, but they said they would let oh, me gosh. out that day. And <clears> And I'm like, I don't have any money. I gave it to my wife and they're like, okay. And then, wow. so, so then after maybe another hour or so, then a- around the corner comes this American guy and he said, Hey, I might come from your church. And then this is Nephi, the, a local guy from the ward down there. And then, oh, come to find out a day, uh, the next day I mentioned that we had been there one other time in Tulum on, it was just on a cruise and our. And our tour guide of the, the ruins at Tulum, his name was Morona. And he's like, Oh, Morona, that's Nephi's brother. <laughs> so it was kind of <laughs> interesting. Um, oh,
1: that's funny. <laughs> yeah.
3: But I guess there's this whole family that some of them do uh, guided tours of some of the ruins. But, uh, oh, wow. So, um, so, yeah, so Mike, he was kind of trying to negotiate to get me out. Um, but it, it all worked out. Um, I guess the lawyer uh, got me out. We, we ended up not paying the lawyer what they were asking for. We, we ended up paying him 3000. We thought that was fair for the amount of work they did. I don't, um, but bottom line is we got out, I got out of there and then, um, yeah, um, Mike and Pam were super kind to us and, uh, we're grateful for our, for our Bishop. And, uh, one, one of the things I think is one of the most key things is right before I got out, There was like this i guess supervisor police officer guy he was just in a polo shirt he came by and he had his phone and he showed me his on his phone he said is this the truck that hit you and then so i see the surveillance the video camera uh security camera footage and and it's it's fairly far away but you can just see the truck um collide with us and as soon as the two vehicles collided the truck just spun like that like did a 720 and you don't you barely see anything that happens to us because we just went yeah. out but uh as soon as i saw that i just got this immense feeling of gratitude like wow that could have been so much worse if it would have been a direct head-on collision us being yeah. so much smaller i don't think we would be here or yeah. at least not really walking um so i i feel like the lord uh, had a hand in this to uh protect us from this could have been, turned out way worse and it all, mm-hmm. it all worked out. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I'm grateful for everybody that had a hand in this. I'm grateful for the, for the Lord for protecting us. And it, it's uh, uh sometimes, you know, like the scriptures and Helium. And I was just reading a few months ago how, you know, it's we need to be humbled to, you know, we need certain experiences to keep us remembering the Lord. And, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I don't think either of us would want to choose this to happen to us, but in the yeah. long run, you know, maybe this, there can be some upsides to this. Maybe we'll be a little more cautious when we travel. Um, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thing? I know mean, you can't really plan for this. Hey, you might get hit by somebody swerving into your lane, but, um, right. just be in my, I'm a little more cautious and mindful in, in other, uh, developing countries. And, and I've talked to multiple people that have lived in Mexico or traveled to Mexico that have had bribes past of them. My brother had it happen twice to him. And mm-hmm. yeah, so
2: well and the thing is, um like it was it was such a great experience. Like our, you know, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful country. So like yeah. so to, to do and explore there. And the people are, are very um welcoming and beautiful people. But this was uh <laughs> um very scary and one of the things that I also wanted to just shine a little light on is the, the amount of people that reached out to us. I mean, the, from our ward family, um, my parents flew out for three weeks, um, Mm -hmm. to help us so that I, they took me to doctor appointments because once we got back to the United States, um, it was like basically starting over with, um, x-rays, MRIs, going to doctor appointments and all that type of stuff. So um, I was. I was. Uh, we had gone to um, a neurosurgeon, and he looked at my back and and stuff. And he um, basically gave me two options. He said, "You can wear a back brace for three months, and we can take an X ray of your back every month to see how it's progressing mm-hmm. and getting better, or we can do surgery and we can, you know, take that L three, take the L two and L four, and um, go in and do surgery on it uh, to keep the the third one." Mobilized, and I chose the back brace. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So for for three months, I was it was um, it was very interesting uh, being in a back brace, and I didn't go to work for a while. Um, I didn't drive for for pretty much uh, the three months. I wouldn't drive anywhere. Um, It it was it took a toll on my mental state because Mm -hmm. I was very traumatized by it, and um 2 weeks after the accident and after we had come home one of the great blessings was our our third child he graduated from high school and he also received his mission call and as he was walking and um i just in my mind kept thinking wow i could have missed this like we could have not been here for these special moments to see our son you know graduate and to receive his mission call and just the gratitude to heavenly father for, for protecting us. Um, like Jordan said, it, it could have been so much worse, so much worse. Um, I, I sent you some pictures. So.
1: yes, can, Yeah. I saw them. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, yeah.
2: And just our, I mean, I had people from high school reaching out to me. I've I've had so many people that were just so, Um, loving and kind and um, checking on us and um, just, I'm I'm just so grateful because our heavenly father, he knows us. He knows us individually. He knows us perfectly. Um, He knows what we need at the right moment in our life. Like there was a moment where I was, I was home one day, had my back brace. I was just feeling very overwhelmed and sad and, and I was hurting. This was after my parents had left and, I remember out of the blue, like I get this phone call and I I didn't tell anybody how I was feeling or anything. It just, this person was prompted to call me and said, I'm going to come get you tonight. And we're going to go get you something to eat because I know you've been at home for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, um, Mm -hmm. I'll get you. And it was just like, as soon as I got off the phone, I said a prayer of gratitude because I was like, you were the only one that knew like heavenly father was the only one that knew my heart and knew that I was struggling at that moment. And so how grateful I am that we have a a heavenly father that, that knows us. He knows us. That is one thing. um, I know without a doubt that he loves us and knows us. So through this, through this whole experience, I have gained such a testimony of, um, of that. And I am so grateful. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. And she was, she was in quite a bit of a, Pain and discomfort. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit when I say this, but she will pretty much put on makeup to like go get the mail outside.
2: Um, <laughs> and I, That's why like, we
1: are friends. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't Did see we their, know.
2: There's probably I know. like a good three
3: to four weeks where she didn't put on any makeup, and I'm like, wow, she's really, <laughs> she's not she's doing not, well. She's not doing well. <laughs> she's not putting on makeup. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: oh my gosh. Man.
0: The thing I like about your story is, you know, every, everyone needs a good Samaritan and, you know, sometimes in their Mm -hmm. lives and we can be that person sometimes. And some other times we need someone to be that person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you needed them the most, they're, you know, Mike and Pam were there for you guys. And that's pretty cool.
1: And not just Mike and Pam either, but just, you know, like all the little, all the little behind the scenes, right. The people who made the calls and the Bishop and, you know, like, just like all of that, you guys definitely, you had some angels for sure that were looking over you, you know, on both sides of the veil. And I, I just think that's amazing. You know, that really was, is so crazy. Oh my gosh. So let me ask you, Jordan, cause you're so like, this is what I love about Jen and Jordan, right? Jen is like, okay, Scott, they're like versions of us kind of like Jen is just like, you know, very, she loves to talk and she uses her hands all the time. And, and and she's just, she's always smiling and, you know, and then Jordan's very reserved, you know, like he's a happy guy, but he's not a very expression filled kind of guy. I think, right. Like, am I maybe more, maybe more in home or in, in your personal settings and stuff, but to the yeah. world he kind of he's an observer, right? And he'll just kind of sit back and just kind of like take things in. He doesn't overreact on things. And and yeah, Jen and I were a lot more emotion <laughs> based.
0: <laughs> I can so, see that.
1: Yeah, so Jordan for you, especially being in that jail cell for so long, not knowing what's going on your, with your wife, not knowing if you're going to get out or when you're going to get out. You know, how like how was that having to deal with your emotions and then how did that help you specifically um, with your testimony?
3: So I think, <clears throat> well, like I said, when I first saw that, I was like kind of laughing inside, but you know, I I wasn't really afraid that um, I would be in there that long, and I, I was just like, how long is this going to take? This, should... you know, they mentioned something about it, it could be a couple of days before I see um, Jen and. I, me, honestly, what, you know, I was just thinking, well, am I, you know, we're going to have to reschedule patients on Monday or, you know, I, I was thinking about just <laughs> things like that, but inside I'm actually thinking, you know, like how good we have it, you know, um, back home in, in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of developed countries around the world where, where we just have all these things we, you know, uh, as soon as i got back to the united states and i saw there were two police cars with their lights on like um they were i don't know they were just uh i just felt like this immediate feeling of gratitude and i um like later that day or the next day i i followed like a police officer into a supermarket and (laughs) and i kind of i i kind of rolled up next to him and rolled down my window and i was trying to like formulate how i want i just was gonna express my gratitude for his service basically and then like I was kind of stumbling over my words, and he was—I could tell he's like, well, "What's? What do you want? Like, like, like are you uh, crazy?" Um, and then I, then I out yeah. and told him that, and then and then he told me of some other story, kind of like that, where he worked near the border somewhere. Um, wow. And yeah, so I, you know, we're we're very lucky that we have uh, we don't have any major, you know, cr- widespread corruption in, in in areas of authority, like like, um, yeah. Like one person I'd spoken with who had lived in Mexico just mentioned how uh he had been broken into in his home and he was told not even to tell the police and another time he went to get a birth certificate for his daughter and they asked for a bribe. And then I'm I'm sure there's other major things like that around in other countries around the world. I mean, we're we're very lucky we're not in North Korea or some just place yeah. like that. No you know, the the laws aren't aren't there on your side as as a As a citizen, so i I'm very grateful. You know, sometimes it takes something like that, and you're just like, man I'm grateful for what we have up here, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely,
1: you know what I love is I love that you mentioned um just how our heavenly Father knows our needs at the right moment. and i I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how um Jen, you kind of sent me a little text about this about how the church really is worldwide. You know, and it, and I love that even in those countries that maybe have, um, a less than ideal government and, and less than ideal practices and stuff like that in regards to dealing with situations like, like accidents, I love that the Lord has placed his members of the church all over, you know, in all of those places so that there can be some type of light to offset the darkness that's there. You know, and I just, I that has always given me a comfort, especially, um, you know, right now, like in, in the whole, for me, I'm like in the midst of moving again. And, and it's like one of those things where I just know wherever I go, it, there's going to be someone there that makes me feel like I'm at home, you know, it, it because the Heavenly Father has his church so beautifully organized. And we know it's gonna be the same. Like Scott, when you when when you go to the keys, you know that you guys can be <laughs> used right away and you can just, you know, incorporate into that branch. And um I just I think it's such a beautiful testament of how truly aware Heavenly Father is of us and how much he really um just it it just has all of these tools in place and all of these people in place to help us through our journey here. So Oh, I love you guys. You guys, you're amazing. Thank you so much for your story. Um, Thanks, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So do you have any last thoughts or that you'd like to leave before we wrap things up?
2: Um, I would just say, you know, even when you feel like things are like at the worst, <laughs> um, like for us, the accident, it was such a happy uh, vacation and then ended on a really um, horrible note. Um, it can, the light is still there. The light is still there. Um, like Alicia was saying, it is a worldwide church and I I love that it is. Um, you immediately become connected to somebody that you don't even know. You, you have no idea who they are, but because you know that you share um, the gospel, mm-hmm. you immediately become um, friends and united in that. And so I'm just so grateful <laughs> that we, we can count on our, our brothers and our sisters all over the world, no matter where we are. Um, and that we have that and that our heavenly father has that place that we, that we are aware and that we have that, um, that we can always turn to like, there will be somebody like Alicia saying, you know, she's getting ready to move. Um, but she, she's, you know, has every confidence that she will have a friend when, wherever she moves to. There's no doubt she's going to be needed and um, there'll be a friend there for her waiting. So that's what I guess I would share.
1: Awesome. And if
0: there isn't a friend there, she will make someone her friend.
2: Exactly, I
1: will. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they like it or not. <laughs> <Yeah. Exactly. laughs> awesome. awesome.
0: Well, thank you guys for sharing your story. That's Thank you. Crazy. I've been to, yeah. I've been to Cancun twice in the last year. And both times I got attacked, uh, hired a taxi to take me to the, where I wanted to go, but yes. uh, That's, it ended up being yeah.
3: less expensive for you.
2: That's, <laughs> yes. Probably.
0: Save- yeah. yeah. I probably saved money. No, yeah. no yeah. medical expenses or lawyers, yeah. but yep.
1: yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, you guys, um, Just thank you again from the bottom of my heart. I, I'm so happy that you guys were able to come on here today and share your story and share a little bit of your testimony. Um, I'm so glad that everything worked out for you guys too. And I'm, I'm, when I remember seeing your post, Jen, when it first happened and it was just this, like, I felt that fear, even though, you know, I haven't been in Florida in such a long time, you know, it was this instant fear of like, Oh my gosh, like what could have happened, you know, and, and so I'm just I'm so thankful that you guys were kept safe and that you were able to come back to the States and to be with your kiddos again and to be able to experience healing and um, to have your testimonies grow. And I know that in sharing your story that you are definitely going to be able to inspire other testimonies to grow, too. So thank you guys for that. Um, yeah. So for our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Latter-day Lights, guys. We love, love, love doing this. Scott and I, this is just, it's become such a, such a passion of ours. And, um, and we just, we are so grateful to everyone who's tuned into the show and and for our guests who's reached out to us. If you have a story that you'd like to share, be sure to head over to latterdaylights.com. There's a contact form at the bottom of the page that you can fill out and you, um, are more than welcome to get a hold of us and see if, um, you know, you'd be able to come on the show as well. So with that Scott is there anything else
0: well I just want to say Jen you almost got me when you told me that they walked in the room I almost cried but I (laughs) held it
1: together that was close I haven't seen I haven't seen Scott cry yet
0: (laughs) I know like but I felt it I felt it when you when you said that man I'm like oh that's I can feel the tears like right there but (laughs) I held it but I yeah like just the, the fact that we can we can be the light in someone's life and we never know when that's going to happen but mm-hmm. that we can do we can be that and we can be that good Samaritan I just love that and thank you so much for sharing your story and for those of you that are listening do your five second missionary work go hit that mm-hmm. share button let's let's get this out there and, and let's touch some people's lives that's so fun. thanks again guys for being on the show and we will talk to everyone next week Take care. See you then. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.